0: Welcome to Training Unleashed, the show that will help you design and deliver training that's off the chain and will make a difference. Now, here's your host, Evan Hackle.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting edition of Training Unleashed. Today, we're going to be talking about podcasting. And I know what you're thinking, what in the world does this have to do about training? and you're going to soon find out. This is actually, I think, a must-listen-to episode. Uh, Before we get started, I want to take a moment and thank uh, my friends at C-Suite TV and C-Suite Radio for all their support. My guest today, of course, is a podcasting expert. His name is Tom Schwab, and he has a company called Interview Valet, Uh, and um, this guy knows podcasting. In fact, uh, I work with him quite a bit. Uh, A lot of my podcast guests come from Tom's company, so I can tell from experience that their company is incredibly professional. So we're going to discuss two different things on this podcast. One is about your company creating an internal podcast, and then how to utilize podcasts for building awareness of your company in the world in being on other people's podcasts. So um, let me start off, Tom. With uh, just a very simple question, why in the world are podcasts so popular?
0: I think it really comes down to that people learn different ways, right? Some people like to learn from reading a book. Other people like to to learn from listening. And up to this point, it was you know, if you wanted to learn something, you break out the manual, and you've got to uh, you've got to follow that. Now the world has changed, right? So I can listen to something, I can watch a video and do something. I could read the manual, and you know, I I'm an engineer by degree, but I always say English is my second language, right? I'm not sure what my first language is, but when I say I read two books a week. I don't read them. I listen to them. So there's a lot of problems in the world today, but there's no better time to be alive, right? We can create in the way that's easiest for us than repurposed in the way that's easiest for others. And a large portion of the world learns audibly. Uh, right now, over 51% of the U.S. population listens to podcasts. And uh, I remember somebody saying, when do you think that'll get to 100? I'm like, it'll never get to 100 right? Uh, 10% of the U.S. population is hearing impaired, but there's a lot of people that prefer to learn audibly, and we need to give them the information um, for them to do that. And really, that's what we're seeing in the explosion of podcasts.
1: Well, it's, to me, also, you know, it's sad to think when I sit here and say it, it's an opportunity for me to use time that's dead time. You know, I'm in the car driving, And, you know, I I guess I could listen to things, but I'm a lifelong learner. I love listening to podcasts. Um, You know, when I need to go to sleep, I turn on my own. I'm just joking. (laughs) So podcasting in corporations is starting to become real, too, because it's a great way for the company to communicate in a different fashion with its employees and its staff, etc., So if you could just take a moment and and maybe share some thoughts as to why companies, and obviously we're not talking about companies with 10 employees, but I'm talking about bigger size companies uh, should be utilizing podcasts within, within their own companies. Well, it's really because it connects with them, tells them the story It's a richer
0: medium than just sending an email from the CEO. It gives people that connection. They can hear the stories. Um, And the other thing too, is you can feature different stars in your company and have them tell the stories. It could be customers. It could be department heads. It could be the, the leadership of the company. It could even, you know, to celebrate different people that have done great things in a company. And that can be a great way to get people engaged in it, right? There's the old joke of how do you sell newspapers in a, um, in a, in a small town, put everybody's name in it, right? They'll all buy a copy and their mom will buy 10 right? You can do the same thing in an eternal podcast, have a, a little bit from sales, a little bit from operations, telling the story, what's going on. It's fun. It's interesting. And especially today where we work remotely or, um, you know, it's just a diversified or, um, team where we're in different locations. Uh, it could be a great way for people to listen to that. And also to time shift. You talked before about, um, you know, multitasking in the car. Well, what if you've got a company that covers three, maybe five different time zones? Are you going to have a call and say, well, everybody get on with the CEO at eight o'clock his time? Well, they're probably not going to work. And one of the things I love about podcast is that I can listen at the speed I want when I want, you know, the studies say that 70% of your podcast listeners are listening to it sped up. And, you know, if you've got sales reps driving around, what a great opportunity for them to learn about the company uh, in a, a weekly podcast. So, so so what speed do you normally listen to podcasts and books at? It depends on the author or the podcast host, typically anywhere between 1.5 and 2.0. And because most of the time I'm listening to so that I don't get distracted, my mind doesn't wander, but also just trying to come up with the little facts, little, little understanding. And then if I want to learn something deeper, I'll buy the hardcover book, I'll, I'll read it, I'll study I'll underline it. If there's something that's very important in a podcast, especially like an internal podcast, all right, maybe I would
1: follow up with the email that went along with that too. So I, I also listen at multiples of speed. Uh, I think for the same way, I think it's a little less boring and and you get the content. And I think we can all listen much faster than we can talk. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just share a quick tip for the audience, because I think this is really cool. If you want to listen at a high speed, listen at a higher speed than you want to listen to for just a little bit. And then when you go to let's so let's say you want to listen at two times, go to two point five and listen for like three minutes and then go to two times. And it will seem so much slower that you can easily listen to it at that speed, which is just an off-the-top tip. So getting back to corporate uh, podcasting, um, I think the points that you made are, 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 are really good. It's it's a different form of communication. It's much more casual. It allows you to highlight stars and people in the organization beyond just the CEO and marketing. You can interview customers and and other employees. Um, but I, I just want to add, I also think it's a way to humanize people. Because most communication is formal. Most communication, you know uh, you know if there's some big announcement, they're gonna have a big meeting and it's you know really thought through. I think podcasting is much less formal and allows people to, to really feel the personality of the person that's being interviewed and create a deeper connection. Do you, do you see that? Uh, very
0: much so. And I would almost argue, is that press release communication or, Is it just CYA, right? Uh, There's a lot of fluff in there. There's a lot of emails and newsletters where, yeah, they put the information out, but that doesn't mean they communicated it, right? Is there the takeaway from it? Do people care about it? Is it entertaining? I've never read an entertaining press release, Um, but- uh, I've heard a lot of, you know, CEOs tell something about their company and it's also much more informal, right? You can tell stories. You can hear somebody's um, tone when they're saying something. It, it does humanize and connect. And I think there's a, a level of intimacy too, right? When I read a press release, I don't know who the person is and, or if they even did it, wrote it themselves, but when you hear somebody and they're telling their stories and that they're in your ears, uh, there's no distractions on that. And to me, that's just, that's, that's communication. The other one is just sending out information.
1: Yeah. I, 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 I totally agree with you. And, um, I think that from a training perspective, there's also a lot more time for people to hear the why. So, you know, the big corporate initiative, and, you know, having the people that are involved, being able to share the why and connect it to the company mission and vision and and, and, and things like that, I think there's probably no better way to do it uh, than in a, in a podcast. Um. And even the, the the values and the
0: mission uh, and the soul of the company. Um, a lot of times, you know, we're a small company. We've only got 27 people. We don't have an internal podcast, but when somebody comes on, you know, there's a couple of videos that i made that they listen to. And we always have them listen to a few of these podcast interviews where Tom talks about the values of the company or the, the backstory of the company. And instantly, you know, somebody can, um, binge on that the first week and really come up to speed quickly on the corporate culture, the corporate story, a, a lot of that tribal knowledge that they wouldn't sit down and read in a book.
1: Yeah. So Tom, I'm now going to share something with my, all my friends in, in, in training and learning um, that we actually do with this podcast, which I think you might find interesting. Uh, we actually turn every podcast that we do on Training leash into an online course. And the reason we do that is we have great guests and great information. So we don't make them mandatory, but any of our clients that use our LMS can go through that library. And if we have someone speaking on leadership or someone speaking on mindset or someone speaking on whatever, if they want to, they can then share that course. And if you do an internal podcast, you can, in your learning management system, utilize that as a distribution channel. Because not, we're not talking about podcasts that are going to end up on iTunes. We're talking about podcasts that are internal. They can use their technology, their learning management system to, to host these things. And then if, the, if there's some things that are really critical to a training project, so let's say you're launching something and the CEO does a great podcast, when new people come on board... Um They, you know, part of the training curriculum can be before you actually take the training, listen to this podcast that the CEO did on this launch and, and tie the two together, uh, which is really powerful. And it's
0: such an amazing medium that you can repurpose things. So you can create in the way that's easiest for you and then repurpose in different ways. And it's scalable too. So like you said, if the CEO gave a, you know, uh A message? Well, when he first started out or she started out, they they may have given, you know, talked to the 10 new people every week in the corporate boardroom. But as the company grows, as this becomes more remote, she doesn't have time to sit down with every person. But now, every person, no matter where they are, can can get that. They can repurpose it. They can take little snippets out of different things. Um, that's one of the things that that I love uh, is the team will listen to different things and say, oh, we should use this and social media. We could take this and make a blog out of it. Um, it's just such rich content that is easy and fun for the leadership to create. Everybody likes talking about their division, their, their company, their story. And, you know, if you ask them, hey, could you write a thousand word blog on it? That's like, for me, that's like going to the dentist. But if you say, hey, could we sit down and talk about this for a half hour? My, my hardest part is going to be keeping it to a half hour.
1: <laughs> you know, one of the things that's interesting is time, because in the corporate world, time is money. So if you have a half hour podcast every week, that, that could be long. Maybe the CEO does that when they need to do that. Uh, because it's so important what they talk about. But I think corporate podcasts typically are much shorter. You know, they're looking for five or 10 minutes, because if you have a thousand employees and you multiply, you know, it's a lot. Now you're going to get performance, right? You're going to get performance out of it, but you've got to kind of match the two. Um, let's shift gears now and talk about podcasting. because So I'm going to tell my guests a little bit about your company, if you don't mind is Tom's company helps place people that are looking to be on podcasts. And um, a lot of my guests actually come from Tom's company. And what I love about that is that they vet them, they make sure that they know what they're doing, they train them, and these people come with tremendous expertise and it makes it very easy for me to work with the people that come from from Tom's company. so when Tom and I were talking about the show, you know, how should the show run, you know, it, it's a, also an amazing opportunity for people within your company to do traditional podcasting, to get the word out about the company and things of that nature. Um, do you work much? And I, I know the answer is yes. So why don't I change my question from the obvious? Um, how do you recommend, what advice do you give to senior executives and companies about podcasting and how it helps them and, and how they can get into podcasting.
0: Yeah, a lot of times people will say, should I be a guest or a host? And you know, podcasting is powerful, but I, often I ask them, well, what are your goals with it? So if your goals are to nurturing your current customers, your current clients, even your internal people, then hosting your own podcast is a great way to do it. But if your goal is to go out there And to get new exposure, to get new clients, new leads, even new employees, then guesting can be a great way to do that. We've worked with a couple of companies that just wanted to go out there to talk about the neat things that they were doing in their company because they were – Tired of all the best and brightest graduating college and saying, I want to go to, to, to Google or Microsoft or Facebook because they're doing all the fun things. They wanted to get out there and talk about what they were doing. You know That whole idea of exposure brings opportunity, and uh, it's a great way to tap into somebody else's established audience and get that know, like, and trust.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think it's an amazing opportunity for exposure. I'm going to tell a secret to my entire audience right now, not, and Tom, not, don't take this personally, but my favorite guests are training professionals that work for companies that can share real world things. And, you know, I had a, a senior executive from NASCAR talk about the training that they do. Uh, I had an executive from the Sunday River Ski Area talking about the training they do. I've had other training professionals come in. Those are my ideal guests. And by the way, if you want to be on the show and you're a training expert, or you work at a training department uh, in, a, in, a, in a company, go to trainingunleash.net and look and sign up to, to be a guest on the show because those are my favorite ones. I think that there's a real desire for podcast hosts like myself to have people that actually do real work as guests on their podcasts.
0: Very much so, and they've got stories to tell. That's what I always say. Podcasts are a great place to build that no like and trust to tell stories. It's an awful place to do an infomercial. So if that's what you're trying to do, um, it's not the medium for that. But if you want to break through the noise, and honestly, I think that term is is sort of laughable, right? When yeah. people say break through the noise, it's usually the people that are selling us the megaphones that are trying to get us all to yell louder and to me i i don't want to break through the noise i want to get heard i want to i want to get in on the conversation that people are already listening to and you know if you can identify what that audience is what a great way to to talk with them for 30 to 45 minutes with no interruptions you know back in the days pre covid people would jump on planes right and they would they would they would fly spend two days to talk to you know a few hundred, maybe a thousand people. And now I look at it and say, well, you could be on a podcast interview. You don't have to leave your home. You don't have to leave your uh, uh, your office. You don't have to travel. Uh, there's even the joke, uh, you don't even have to put uh, dress pants on, right? It's the, the podcaster yeah. mullet. You just have to look good from the
1: waist up. That, 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 that is so true. Tortle
0: Trainings learning matter experts are passionate about designing effective solutions that move the needle. Whether your organization needs development of e-learning courses, instructor-led training, or assistance with creating optimized electronic versions of employee handbooks, our team can help. To learn more, visit tortle.com/learning-development.
1: It's so important, I think for companies to look at every avenue that they can go to market because exposure is really critical. And so, you know, like if you take this podcast, we average about 5,000 listeners an episode between that and our TV show, uh, which I think in podcasting is very good. I know. In fact, it's very good in podcasting, but the quality of time. So it's not 5,000 people for 15 or 30 seconds. It's five thousand people for a real length of time. When this show is over, people are going to know you, Tom. That are listening, they're going to know a little bit about you, which I think just makes podcasting a, a great kind of a great kind of medium.
0: And if you look at it, I sometimes call it a digital stage, and I'd almost rather take the digital stage over the physical stage, because if we're having this discussion on a physical stage and somebody gets a text and they have to respond to it. Well, they're not listening to us anymore. Maybe they get a call from their boss or, you know, um, their spouse, they've got to step out for a second. Well, it's not like they can pause us on the physical stage, but with, if we're on a podcast, they can pause it. They can go back. And maybe there's something that said that isn't important to me, but you know, I heard this and Evan would love to hear this. Well, it's so easy now on a podcast to just share it with somebody. So not only are you talking to those 5,000 people, but who do they know also that could, that could share that with them? Whereas if we're on a physical stage, you know, if you say something, I'll probably remember half of it and get half of that right. Uh, so uh, having it recorded, having it timeless forever, I think it's just so powerful.
1: Well, I agree, and we should swing back to the earlier conversation about repurposing. So, it you know, and now let's tie both conversations together. If you have executives for your company showing up and doing podcasts publicly, why not then share that podcast with the entire team in the company? Um, why not take that podcast and turn it into a blog post? Why not take that podcast and put it on a company website? Um, A lot of people that I interview on their websites have, you know, places, you know, in the news and they put their podcasts right there so people can go in and listen to what they care about. And and it adds to authority and and expands the benefit and the reach that you get you get out of out of doing the podcast podcast interview.
0: Very much so. Even marketing and sales will start to use that because now they could use it as proof sources that, you know, we're, we're interviewed on these top podcasts and as opposed to it just being very generic, you can have ones that are very detailed for every different market that you serve. And now they can use that as a proof source as people are starting to go through the experience with them.
1: And adding to this whole conversation, if you do a private internal podcast, There is nothing to say that if you're interviewing a customer or it's an internal one, but it's the content is still great for regular customers, you can't put that on your website. Uh, So, you know, one of the things about this emerging technology is all the innovation that's out there. Um, So, Tom, I want to now turn this over to you to tell people about your company. Uh, because I think you could be a tremendous help for people. Uh, that's obviously why I chose you as a guest on this topic. Um, and, you know, just share what you do and how you work, because uh, I think there are a lot of people that would be very interested in, in, in getting uh, podcast exposure, and that's what you guys are really good at.
0: Well, thanks, Evan. And our view at Interview Ballet is that obscurity is your biggest problem. Right. The right now there are thousands, millions of people that you could help. There's only one problem: they don't know you exist, and they gladly, you know, hire you, work for you, um, all of this if they just knew your story. And so that's what we focus on: is getting those stories out there. Our mission is to personally introduce inspiring thought leaders to millions of people they could serve. And for us, that's a lot of nonfiction authors. That's a lot of high-level. Coaches, consultants, brands, companies that really need to get their message out there. And early on, uh, we had a client that said, I love working with you because you let me be the guest and you take care of all the rest. And I'm like, that's good copy. (laughs) <laughs> You'll find your, your, your clients are your best copywriters. And really that became our tagline. So we've got a team of 27. Uh, they all don't live in Kalamazoo, Michigan with me. We've got people in Europe, Canada, United States, and even Mexico as we launch Interview Valet Español. And so we're working with clients in order to figure out what their who they want to talk to, what they want them to do, finding those right podcasts for them, getting them the equipment, getting them the training, making sure they're confident and prepared for every interview they go into. And really then it's just, they're the guest, we take care of the rest. So they show up 10, 15 minutes before the interview to be prepped and uh, go on for a great discussion. And then they can go on with their day uh, because we realize that uh, time is a valuable asset our, our clients want the maximum return on investment of their time and their money. And that's why they work with interview valet. So I'm going to add
1: to this Tom, And that is there are a lot of podcasts that are not necessarily worth somebody's time. The average podcast gets listened to by about 125 people. And so having a company like yours that knows what podcast people are listening to know what podcasts have good, hosts that are going to get the get the maximum out of the podcast because you, you know you don't want to be on a podcast you know where the host doesn't know what what they're doing um so i think that is incredibly valuable to your to your customers I, I it's been interesting evan not only
0: do you waste your time on those podcasts but you know there's that whole thing of the hippocratic oath first do no harm what we're finding now is that if you google somebody's name a podcast interview will come up there too, and often it's the most recent podcast interview. So I always tell people if you're if you're trying to look like a professional, if you're trying to sell B 2 B, if you're trying to uh, you know land a uh, a five or a six or seven figure contract, and all of a sudden somebody Google's you or your name or your company name. And you show up on like the Wayne's World podcast, you know, two guys in their mom's basement or, you know, the Stoner Brothers podcast. That can really, really hurt you. So you need to be very careful on, you know, who you are
1: seen with. Yeah, I I totally agree. And, you know, all the help and advice. I mean, one of the reasons, I mean, your brand, right? A brand is an expectation. And I love working with your company because whenever I see that it's from your company, I know it's going to be a quality person because you're not taking everybody and that they're going to be properly prepped. It's going to be an easy interview for me and my listeners are going to appreciate it. And and I think that's part of your success. You can get people on shows. I mean, if an average person tries to get on the show, and I'll be clear, if you're in training and you apply and you're you're a, a practitioner, you're going to get on the show pretty easily. If you're not, it's actually very difficult to get on the show. And you know, people ask me how hard is it to get people on I go, my problem is the opposite. My problem is I got way too many people that want to be on the show. Um, so when I see it's you and I don't mean you literally but you know your company, I prioritize. I, I just literally say if I in fact tell your people, you can go ahead, I give them the scheduling tool you can go ahead and book people that are asking me because I know what I'm going to get. Uh, it makes my life a lot easier. So, you know, definitely if you're thinking about uh, wanting to be, you know, a guest on podcasts, you know, I'm, I'm giving you a complete plug here, Tom. I hope you don't mind. Which I'm sure you don't. <laughs> um, but, but, but I really feel this way. I mean, I'm not, I'm, you know, generally, I, my, my relationship with you is probably three years long. And, you know, so I I, I value it. Although this is literally the first time we've ever met. <laughs> so. it is. And you know, Evan,
0: our one of our goals is just to make it easy for the podcast host to say yes to an interview valet guest. And you know it, it's all about trust. you know, we've been doing this since two thousand and fifteen, building up relationships. And each time you introduce a great guest, it builds up a little bit more relationship. So we take pride in what we do. And like you said, we're we're selective in the podcast guests that we work with, but also the podcast
1: hosts. Yeah. So, you know, you can now, talking about repurposing, take my very long compliment and just make that a snippet and put it on your website so people are looking at your product and say, here's what this podcast has <laughs> said about us. co-host, uh, not guest. Although I, I also do podcasts, but uh, okay. You have an offer and I would love to have you share your offer with the audience. Now, one of the things we've
0: learned is that on podcast interviews, three yeses always work best. You know, every digital marketer will tell you one call to action on podcasts is three meet the people where they are. So they'll all be at interviewvalet.com forward slash training unleashed. And a small yes, right? If you want to see if podcast interview marketing could work for you, there's a little assessment. Ten questions, you get a score. It'll give you some ideas on how you could use this. I wrote a book. Um, I sell a lot of the books, but I give more of them away. If you'd like a free copy of Podcast Guest Profits, How to Grow Your Business with a Targeted Interview Strategy, just go back to interviewvalet.com forward slash training unleashed. And then finally, if you listen to this and you're like, wow, that's interesting. Tom could help us. I'd like to learn more on how we could specifically do this, see if uh, Interview Valet could help us. I'll put my calendar scheduling there also so we can get a time to actually talk. And all of those, the the assessment, the free book, and the calendar uh, for the discovery call will be at interviewvalet.com
1: forward slash training unleashed. Thank you. Those are great offers um and uh appreciate them and tom as you know uh we always end the show with if you had one tip to share uh see how we're talking about podcasts and we're talking about people maybe doing this internally i do the one tip to share at the end because i know that people that listen regularly stay to the end to hear the tip because generally the tip is like the simplest easiest best thing of the show So it's sort of, it's sort of, you know, no pressure on you to have a good tip, by the way, (laughs) (laughs) but, you know, it's, it's very important to be deliberate when you, when you're doing a podcast and if you're doing your own internal podcast, you know, it's not just like you hook up two mics and people talk, you, you need to think about what your show is going to be like, uh, how it's going to work. So, because people will gravitate to the show based on how well you do the show. So, uh, anyhow, uh, that's a little long introduction. To please share your 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 uh, one tip. My one tip is my word for the year:
0: one conversation away. And you're going to say that's three words. I know that. I gave myself extra words after Corona. <laughs> so with that, so many people now will talk about, well, you're one funnel away, or you're one one this away. I believe that all great things. Start with conversations. And there's a lot of different technologies that we should use. But my, my question to you, my tip to you is, what conversation do you need to have? And how can you have that and scale? How can you have that with other people? And so for me, I've written a lot of blogs in my life. And Evan, every blog felt like a homework assignment to me. But it's easier for me to, to talk. So I'll have that conversation like this. I'll repurpose it. Uh, I'll share it with different people. So I would, I would just share with you. You're one conversation away from blank. What do you? What's that conversation? And how do you need to have it?
1: I think that's a really interesting question to ask yourself. You know, it's uh, You know, there are a lot of missed conversations in this world. And you know, what does that conversation that make a difference in your life? I love your tip. It's a great tip. Thank you very much. So why we do it at the end? Uh, Tom, I wanna thank you for being a guest on the show. I wanna, of course, thank the listeners because the show would not be what it is without you. I wanna again, thank the people at the C-suite. Uh, remind everyone to please go to trainingunleash.net to not only uh, subscribe to get notices, but also to join our new book club. And it's a really great way for you to interact. The book club is all online. So you do it when you want to do it, but it's a great way to read great books with your fellow listeners of Training Unleashed. And again, Tom, thank you so much for being a great guest. Training Unleashed is brought to you by Tortal Training, specializing in e-learning
0: and interactive online training solutions for corporate, government, nonprofit, and franchise organizations. Tortal makes effective training easier. Just go to Tortal.net to gain access to real-world tools that can make a difference. That's Tortal.net. T-O-R-T-A-L,
1: net. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.